Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fan Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as an angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milford. Welcome back to Paddle and Finn, Bass Fishing for Noobs. I'm your host, Ryan, as always. And uh, today we have very special guests. We have Mr. Jody Queen coming in here. Welcome to the show again. What's up, guys? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Glad to yeah, be here, man. Yeah, I hope everybody had a good Christmas and good New Year's and everything. And, uh, you know, we're right back at it. And figure we started off big. Have have Mr. Queen come on here, and you know he uh, he won big with the Hobie Tournament of Champions, and um, you know he 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 was on the show about a month and a half ago on the reel down, and uh, was you know talking to them was talking about using a chatterbait more specifically the jackhammer, and uh, and that's something I've talked to people on here about. I've still never been able to get the hang of it, but. You know, who better to talk to about using it than, you know, somebody that's won big money using it. So, you know. Man, I, yeah. I mean, this year, is just, it's been a banner year for, the, for for me with the jackhammer. I mean, I i don't know. I just started – I didn't know how to use it really a chatterbait. I didn't start throwing a chatterbait until uh, last year. And uh, when I got the jackhammer, I didn't really know how to use it. And I think it might have been good because – I just started using it a lot of different ways. Mm. I, I used it like a jig and uh, I caught fish that way. And I used it, uh, you know, changing up the retrieve and just doing a lot of different things with it and found out several different ways I could actually catch fish off of it. Even if they weren't hitting it with the standard, throw it out and reel it in, you know, kind of thing. Uh, well, well, let me ask you this, you know, th- this is a big question. A lot of people have because of the price difference is there really that much of a difference between a jackhammer and your other chatterbaits? Because there's like a, what, $10 or maybe more difference in that, that yeah. and most other ones. So is, is there really that big a difference in it? Well, uh, I started out using uh, some different jackhammers, uh, not jackhammers, but different chatterbaits. Uh, and uh, a buddy of mine was sitting next to me at a tournament on the Susquehanna river last year. And I, I was murdering them. I mean, I was just tearing them up. And, 
he pulled up next to me and he's like, man, what are you using? I told him, I, was, I showed him the jackhammer I was using and, and he was using a different one. And we sat in that same hole side by side and we're casting across each other and all around each other. We were fishing the same hole and I, I kept catching, I outfished him three to one with that. And I gave him a, a jackhammer. He tied it on. He started catching them. So that was the start of answering that question you just asked for me. So I thought, well, what makes this thing so different? And I've watched a couple videos. There's a couple on the, there's one on YouTube where it shows all the different styles of jackhammers that Z-Man makes and the different sounds they make. And if you watch that video, it makes its own sound. There's no other sound from the other Z-Man products that sound like that. Uh, I haven't seen one comparing them to others, but as far as the price goes, uh, yeah. I think they're worth it. I mean, if you, especially if you're doing what I do, uh, I think I've won close to forty thousand dollars on a jackhammer this year. <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that that like so eighteen twenty dollars jackhammer, you know. Uh, so if you ask me, you're probably going to get a little biased opinion on that, but uh, the proof is in the pudding for me. So uh, yeah. I recently did, took a trip to Florida. Uh, uh, Corey Dreyer and I went down there and, and, and fished Robin Reservoir. And, you know, we were fishing heavy wood, and everybody's like, man, I, I wouldn't throw that $15 jackhammer or $20 jackhammer in, a, in, in all that wood. But here's the thing you got to remember you know, most of these fish are shallow most of the time. So when you're throwing that jackhammer in shallow water, it's easy to get back. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you, uh, I throw mine around wood. Uh, you know, just anything that's sticking up, I throw it on all kinds of different grasses. It comes through grass really well. And uh, there are different presentations for whatever it is you're fishing. But, uh, you know, if I got hung up, it's, it's about kind of like a, a, a crankbait. You know, you just go over and pull off the backside of it, and it'll come loose. It's usually not the hook that hangs up. It's the, the head of the, of the uh, bait you're using. Right. So it's not yeah. that bad. You know, we spend our lives bass fishing, and zero to five feet of water usually i mean uh there are times when they do go out and get deep and, and get on you know some hard rock bottom and and school up on a brush pile or something like that and of course you would change your your base to fit that style of fishing but as far as just hammering down and and going up the banks and 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 power fishing that that's a it's a, it's a major tool in my arsenal yeah I, like you definitely got me interested in it. Um, so let, let, let's start this out with, uh, you know, what kind of setup are you throwing it on? Like rod and reel and line and all that good stuff. Well, you know, since these, these chatterbaits have come out, I mean, a lot of companies are coming out with uh, rods that are, that say they are tuned to the chatterbait. They call them chatterbait rods, but you know, I found that, uh, just about any good medium heavy, you know, seven foot, seven foot three medium heavy action, uh, fast tips or to extra fast tip even, uh, they work well with those baits. It's, it's, those rods are a dime a dozen out there. You can find them everywhere. You don't really need a good specialty rod for them. Not, you know, I throw a seven foot three, uh, fast tip and, uh, I do use a, a little faster retrieve than some do, but it's just because that I like to sometimes change the uh, 
uh, part of the water column I'm fishing with with them, and I, I'll retrieve them fast if they're real active. I'll retrieve them fast and put it up on you know just below the surface, and if they're a little bit finicky, I'll drop it down a little deeper and run it closer to the bottom. But uh, yeah, I mean the setups. I, I'll run a anywhere from a, a seven three to one to eight three to one. Uh, I like using the eight three to ones just because if I'm throwing it in a lot of junk, a lot of times I like to start that retrieve really quick to keep it up off out of it. And that's usually when a lot of my hits come. Uh, if I find a stump or a log that's laying just, you know, just subsurface, I'll throw it over it and immediately start to retrieve. And when you immediately start to retrieve with that jackhammer, one of the, the biggest things about it, it's got a hunting action. And if you throw that out there and you're already got, got your button clicked up and you're ready to go when it hits the water and you give it a little jerk it will do a little little hunting thing before you start to retrieve on it and man, okay. I've, it, it elicits a lot of strikes like that uh, i've also drug them right across the bottom you know it's just according to what the fish want let the fish tell you what they want well something kind of going off what you said something i have heard about the jackhammer compared to the cheaper chatterbaits is as soon as you start reeling, they start, you know, flapping to where the cheaper yep. chatterbaits, like I've noticed, like the ones I have are the five or six dollar ones, you know, the mm -hmm. the cheapest Z-Mans, the original, I guess it is. Yep. And those, you got to get a couple cranks in before you start yep. feeling it start flutter. I've heard those, those jackhammers yeah. start going immediately. They do. So. They do. And, and they'll do it while they're sinking. If you throw one out and it, it's it's doing this, it's it's doing this as it's dropping, so it takes very little pressure on that blade to actually get that that blade working. All right. Um, what what about line? What kind of line and what size line are you using for that? Well, uh, and a lot of people laugh at me for using the line I use, but uh, I use uh, Berkeley Vanish. Uh, you can use the, the Berkeley 100% fluorocarbon, which is a little more expensive. It's it's good line. I get two spool ops off of one uh, spool of that Berkeley Vanish, and it, it works good. It's fluorocarbon, and, and I have never had any problems with it. It acts, it acts good on my reels. Uh, but I use anything from a 14-pound test to 17-pound test in, in a Berkeley fluorocarbon. And I... I I feel good you, you saying the Berkeley Vanish because that's what I use most of the time with my fluorocarbon. Man, it's great. It, it's it, great. You know, it's affordable. I don't have a lot to compare it to. I haven't used a lot of different brands of fishing line, but it's never done me wrong. You know, if you spool it up right, you know, it yep. seems to be just fine and it's on the cheaper end. You know, I fish on a tight budget. You know, I ain't trying to spend no yeah. big money on some fishing line. Me neither. I mean, you know, I've been using it for years, and I, I actually, I never did do a whole lot of lake fishing before I started uh, running the trails and doing this for a living. And I fished rocky rivers, and that line performed well for me there, and it performs well for me in the lakes. I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, things, very abrasive things in the rivers I fish, you know. I mean, the rocks and the logs and everything, and it held up good, so... I just carried it over to the lakes, you know, and it seems to be doing well for me. I pitch with it, you know, I'll pitch heavy cover with it. Uh, I'll take 20 pound test uh, fluoro and pitch it around heavy, heavy cover a lot. And I've never had a problem with it. Yeah, I, I'm definitely 
you know, I'm, I'm content with it. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, I mean, you, you said that you, you know, used to just fish, you know, a lot of rivers, you know, obviously you fish some lakes because you're doing the tournament thing. What, when using the chatterbait, is there a preference on river or lake or, or is it all the same or just, just for maybe color sometimes, uh, you know, if I'm fishing the river, uh, here where I live in these rocky, uh, smallmouth streams, I, I, I use a lot of, uh, green pumpkin, the jackhammer and the green pumpkin. And I'll use a, uh, if I want, if I'm fishing, you know, and want to reel it a little bit fast, I'll, I'll fish the, uh, the razor shad and the green pumpkin, uh, if I want to reel it a little bit slower, I'll get me a diesel minnow, also by Z-Man, uh, and I'll use them on the back because they're a little paddle tail, and they'll they'll keep your bait up in a little higher in the, in the water column. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people using the diesel minnow. Uh, yep. What? They're great, man. Now, it, it, do you pretty much stick to, like, that green pumpkin color for the most part, or you got a couple different colors you go back and forth between yeah i've got about uh four different colors that i that i use a lot uh the farther south i go the more likely i am to change those colors you know I, i'm up here in smallmouth country and 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 a lot of crawdads and you know crayfish and uh I'll, that green pumpkin does really well uh, and super dark water i'll throw a black and blue up here you know uh with a uh, black and blue trailer and uh, also in a razor shad. But when I get down south, they, they have a, a color called uh, Golden Shiner that works really well in these wild shiner lakes down south and around, around Florida. And uh, they, they work really well. Yeah, I, I was going to ask with that, like, how far down south are you talking? Like, I, I'm in Tennessee, you know, just south of Nashville. You know, I, yeah. I consider south, but I'm not like south, south. Yeah, like. south, south. Yeah. yeah, no, Tennessee, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a, I fish green pumpkin a lot in all the Tennessee chain. Uh, now, one thing that you watch out for in, in, in those areas are, the, are like the shad spawns and stuff like that. Now, if you come in during a shad spawn, I'll usually throw a shad imitation color, uh, you know, throw a solid white with uh, maybe a little green stripe in it, you know, just take take a, a dye pen and, and take a white diesel minnow and just put your little stripe down it and uh, maybe take uh, the red dye pen and just do a gill, fake gill around it, around the head of your trailer. No, but mostly white, yeah, mostly anything shad imitation, white with the, with the black bands on it, uh, you know, something that looks like a shad during that time of the year so you're really doing some customization to yours <laughs> well yeah i mean you know there's there's times when bass like to feed uh, mostly on shad and you know and if you get if you get these bass that are schooling up on these shad uh they don't i mean you'll see them bust the top sometimes but not all the time uh, sometimes if you come across these shad schools and they're just you just see them swimming all of a sudden they just do a little flurry real quick they just bowl real quick but they don't really you don't see nothing busting on them those, there's usually fish up underneath them causing them to do that. It's just a reaction. Uh, and and if you're, um, you know, uh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Uh, those the, the shad spawn, 
you know, a lot of people will throw, I mean, they get up on the banks and, and they get around the docks and stuff. And, and I used to throw a lot of times I'll throw a wake bait or a, a, a shad imitation crankbait and do good on the shad spawn. But I'm finding now that a lot of times you can, you can do that with a chatterbait too. Okay. Um, I did want to rewind just a little bit uh, with the whole trailer choice. Now, you're talking about in darker yeah. water using, I think you yeah. said, well, uh, with the black and blue, you know, right, right now, the waters around me, from what I've seen, have been pretty muddy, pretty stained. Yeah. You know, it, you know, maybe a foot of visibility at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, the other day I went out with no luck, but I, I was trying to throw a black and blue uh, chatterbait. What, what trailer do you usually use for it? Do you use the same type of trailer? Or do you change it up? Because I was using more of like a crawl trailer. Yeah, uh, you know, the water's cooler right now, and you can use a, a crawl trailer. And I'll tell you a good crawl trailer to, to use with that uh, when the water gets cool like this and you want to slow that presentation down. Now, you got to remember also that the jackhammer emits a lot of sound so mm -hmm. if you're fishing cold muddy water that sound is is, is going to really kick their lateral lines and they're going to they're going to say I, mean, I can feel that i know where it's at uh but if you just want to slow it down and still use that black and blue you can pick up uh several companies make these you can take a uh havoc makes a a crawl or a double uh, uh something like the beaver type thing no, no, I'm trying to think oh, here. Hang on. Uh, it's the uh, a grub, a double, a twin tail grub. Havoc okay. makes a twin tail grub that you can use in a black and blue, and you, you can use them on there. But I really like it. If I really want to slow it down a lot, I'll take a, uh, a Gary Yamamoto in a black and blue and a hula grub. It's got the hula skirt, got the frilled skirt on it. Mm -hmm. And when you push that up on your hook, you got all that extra resistance that it creates and it still vibrates well and it has the double tails coming off of it uh, big bite baits they make another one it's a twin tail hula grub is, is all it is uh chompers makes a, a good one so yeah anytime you really want to slow that presentation down even more than a diesel minnow does i'll use those twin tail grubs and, and use them in cold colder water okay um Something else I wanted to ask you about that is with with like a swim bait style trailer, you know, I've I've heard of people saying turn them upside down that to I, I believe it started with tactical bassing, you know, on YouTube, them talking about it. But a lot of people refer to that now with turning it upside down so the tail kind of will match the action of the uh of the blade. Do you do you ever do that? Or do you just put uh, them on regular? When I first started uh, using those chatterbaits, I did. I, I turned it upside down because it seemed like also that it uh, left a better. I was thinking that it would have a better hook set ratio because the belly of those baits were a little bit softer and mm -hmm. they usually had a groove in them. But I don't do that anymore. Uh, the way I hook mine now is I will just make sure that when I go into my trailer, I use the razor shads by, by Z-Man. I'll go into my trailer and keep my hook a little high along the back. And when I come back out of it, it leaves a, a, a pretty wide gap between the back of that trailer and the tip of my hook. And actually, if, if you look at my, I wish I, I should have had one here for you to look at. 
but when when you hold my chatterbaits up with that trailer on it that trailer actually hangs down just a little bit off the back of that hook because i've got it pinned to where i've got the widest uh part of that hook showing so yeah i mean you can turn them upside down uh i've even gone as far as I've seen times when the fish really wanted an erratic action, an erratic hunting action, and you can actually go into your trailer and come out just a little bit off on it, a little bit to the side, bring the tip out a little bit to the side, and that will cause a little bit of a bend in your in your trailer. Yeah, that's what you're saying. It will cause it to do all kinds of funky stuff. Well, so, I mean, yeah, so if I'm just throwing it out and just, give it a pop it does this it just it just does all kinds of stuff so well you, so, well, you know yeah. i'm so i'm so uncoordinated that i accidentally do that anyways <laughs> <laughs> you just come by it naturally man yeah. <laughs> i still ain't had no luck on it though but like i said i've been using those you know the the original z-man chatterbait so i'm right. gonna have to step my game up there now no. uh yeah, go ahead and, and take the take the leap, man. Just just get one. Don't use it deep if you're afraid to use it. I mean, if you don't want to, you know, fifteen dollars or twenty dollars is a lot to pay for for a, a bait. I mean, the mega bass jerk baits for me are just I'm scared to death to use a deep runner, but sometimes you got to do that. Uh, but just go ahead and stay shallow. You'd be surprised how many f those fish actually stay shallow and and use it and get used to it. Try to figure out different ways to uh, alter your retrieves. And I use a three eighths ounce just about for everything. Three eighths ounce. All right, I'm yeah. gonna have to keep that in mind whenever I go to get mine. Um, yeah. Okay. Let, let's talk a little bit about where you're throwing it at. Are Are you? Mm -hmm. I've mainly went for large mouth. You know, small mouth. I'm trying to get into it a little more. You know, I've caught a couple, but uh, so I, I guess those scenarios are going to be different depending on which species are you going after but like i'm i'm curious where you're mainly targeting as far as like rocks or you know lay downs or you know i know, I know you said like you're more shallow most of the time yeah uh, any any type of grass uh grass edges uh pockets in and back in hydrilla uh, any kind of grass i'll throw i'll throw that even I'll give you an example. Down on the Fellsmere, which a lot of people have heard of, there's a lot of hydrilla. And some of that hydrilla will come up. It'll be just below the surface of the water. And when I first started throwing in that stuff, I was, it was kind of aggravating because as soon as it hit, you know, you're hung up, you're hung up, you're hung up. But what you got to realize is those fish are in that. So I, what I started doing was if I found a, a pocket or a hole, I would drop the chatterbait in and let it go all the way to the bottom. And then I'd just give it a yank. And when it got into the grass, I'd just let it sit a little bit. And then I'd yank it again and yank it again. Just keep it yanking it through that grass. And those bass will come up and, and hit that, especially when it clears like a grass edge. If you're fishing a grass edge and you get hooked up on it, just throw it into it, jerk it out of that grass. And when it comes out of that grass, there's usually something there. If he's there, he's going to hit it because it's just a reaction strike. Uh, they work great in rocky rivers. Uh, I fished the new river over here, and if you ever get a chance to throw that chatterbait in a in a rocky situation, if if you just 
if it's water's cooler, just watch it, how it comes over top of those rocks. It'll hit those rocks, man. You can put it right down on top of it. And it'll just, it just hops over those rocks. And, you know, if you want to get it down on the bottom. But, uh, yeah, just about any area is okay to throw it. I try to stay shallow with them. I have used some of them deep. And there's some guys out there like Mel Ash who will – he'll fish 20 foot of water with them. He'll take a – an ouncer or an ounce and a quarter and throw it out and let it hit the bottom and just reel it back in real slow. You know, there's guys that use them that way. I personally, for me, I, I don't use them that way. I use other things when I'm fishing water that deep. Yeah. See, I, the way I was trying to use it the other day, right now, the water's low, you know, it's at like winter pool. And so, uh, they don't let the water out of the dam in the lake. So the river's low too. Uh, the river I've been going to that feeds into the lake. Um, and so, you know, like I said, I'm mainly targeted largemouth. So, you know, I'm used to fishing a lot of wood structure. Well, a lot of the shallow wood structure is up on the bank now because the water's so low. So mm -hmm. I've, I've been targeting, I've been trying to target like these rock walls where it's like, you know, 15, 20 foot deep right, right there beside the wall. Yeah. I, I was trying. I was trying to use the chatterbait there the other day because the water's so dirty. You know, I was thinking the same thing you said earlier, with uh, you know them feeling that vibration and coming to it. But you know, I, I still didn't have any yeah. any luck with yeah. it. So. Yeah, you know, fishing those types of areas. I mean, you're kind of blind casting. You don't know what the actual depth is, and and it, it, the depth is dropping off so fast that you can't really get a good read on it. I mean, if, you, if you're set on using a chatterbait in those areas, try to get, you know, parallel with the bank and and work those areas parallel to the bank. And you can move them out, move them out, step them down, move them out, step them down until you find the area. If you hook up with the fish and you, you kind of find the depth that they're, they're at, then you can go from there. But, yeah, those areas are, you know, the area that you descri described to me is, that is that's crankbait heaven. So, you know, I would probably throw a crankbait in that area. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought about that because I did just get a, a new uh, crankbait from our secret Santa we did here on Paddle oh, yeah. in between all the hosts. And I, I thought about yeah. throwing it, but I've, I've never really had much success with a crankbait myself. You know, I've, I, I've, I think I've talked about it on here before, but I've caught one fish off a crankbait ever. And that was as soon as it hit the water. So I don't really count that as, uh, as yeah. you know, a crankbait <laughs> catch. You know. I, it, whoever I was talking to with it, they uh, said it best. So that's more of a top water bite or top water catch right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was as yeah. soon as it yeah. hit the water. Crankbaits and jackhammers have, have a lot of similarities. I mean, you can run them both, uh, you know, off the bottom in the middle of the water column. Uh, you can you know, bump them off rocks. Uh, you know, the crankbait is just a, for me, is kind of a specialized bait uh, when it comes to those rock walls and, and, and rocky drops and outcroppings. And, and I love throwing them across points. And at certain times of year, they're very effective. Uh, the thing I found about the, the jackhammer or the chatterbait is that it doesn't matter what time of the year I'm using it. I seem to catch more fish on it than, than I would a crankbait. Uh, now that I have seen times when when the fish set up, you know you're you're fishing uh, areas that hold fish in in groups that a crankbait will just 
tear them up and there's there's no equal to it you know but all all baits have those certain times you know in the year when when they are the bait to be throwing but it seems like i can throw a chatterbait year round you know uh, now when it gets cold in winter like it is right now we've got about an inch of snow on the ground out here it's been snowing since <laughs> six o'clock uh, when it gets like this you know i'll slow my presentation down i'll do i'll do a small drop shot or, or downsize and just do small jigs and and stuff like that and still catch some pretty good size smallmouth even off of a eight ounce you know one inch style tube jig or something but uh but yeah yep. i mean i'll slow down but most of the time it's it's a good time yeah. so uh a, a, a chatterbait yeah uh, you know you're talking about the snow you know i, I know a lot of those guys up, up north that are hosts here on paddle and fin you know they they're talking about like man i can't wait to go fishing you know a lot of them we got like ice or it's just really cold so they don't want to get out there and you know part of me wants to you know kind of laugh in their face about it a little bit like aha you know the water's still 54 degrees here oh man but, uh, can't be rubbing that <laughs> well well i don't because then it's like well i'm still not catching any <laughs> fish right now <laughs> now this is my first winter you know trying to trying to fish so you know i'm trying to figure it out i'm having a rough time with it but I, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out but uh oh, man you know winter time is a rough time to fish uh, this time of the year on the tennessee chain uh, jerk baits do real good if you can find them uh you know use your electronics that's that's a major tool too man if you can find those groups of fish and uh, I, I just got my fish finder and just got it set up and i've never really used one before so i'm still trying to figure it out and get to where i'm ready play with it yeah yep. and, it, and even still you know it's it uh it ain't like a, a fancy fish finder either you know it's you know 120 bucks or something like that so it's no, nothing too crazy but you know i'm i'm trying to get to where I can, I can read it a little better. I've been playing with settings and all that. It's probably a bad thing that I'm playing with settings. Cause I'm probably going to mess it all up. <laughs> no, man. I mean, they're like anything else. They're, they're, they're like an instrument that you're trying to learn to play. And so, I mean, uh, you know, play with it, use it, you know, figure out what it can help you do and, and use it for that every time you go out, you know, and I mean, even, even the, the less expensive fish finders have their uses. I mean, I've got a, I've got an old uh, Hook 5 Lawrence in there that I actually really like it. It's got the square screen. It's five inches. But it shows it shows contours on the bottom great. You get a great signal off of it. You can tell if you're on hard bottom, soft bottom. It gives you depth readings. It gives you temperature readings. And those are things that, that are good good to know. I mean, if I run over a school in it, I mean, it's got sensitivity uh, uh, settings. So you know if you're running over bait fish or you know if you're running over an actual school of fish. The rest of it is just learning how the fish lay and how to how to pick them say hey i know those are bass that's hard to do that's hard for me to do because i haven't been on electronics very long either uh, i've learned more this year on electronics than than i any year that i can remember uh, i've had a i've only had my electronics now for about two two and a half years probably but uh, just watch youtube videos I mean, there's a lot of information out there on them. Ask, ask friends that you know that are good on electronics and, and get as much information as you can. Yeah, I think my biggest issue with it right now is I don't know where it's reading. I don't know if what I'm seeing is right below me or 10 feet out from me or yeah. or what it is. I think yeah. one of the biggest issues is I, I haven't actually mounted my transducer yet. I got, I got a 
five seagulls 130 and it's got mm-hmm. a little hole right up here in the front mm-hmm. and uh I've, I've been kind of just dropping my transducer down in there so it's probably reading behind me or side to me or anywhere yeah, else. yeah <laughs> uh, you I need, need to actually to mount it. where it's actually you know supposed to be mounted and when you do you just gotta you gotta think of like a it's just a cone is all it is on most of these things you know when you're shooting straight down uh and and in the uh in the guide that you that comes with the unit it'll tell you how big of a cone is hitting the bottom in, in a certain amount of depth like uh if you're sitting in 14 feet of water it's throwing a five foot diameter cone on the bottom you know i mean i'm, I'm just using that as an example yeah so yeah. If, if you know that when you're running 14 foot of water you know that you're you're running over an area that's five foot in diameter all underneath your, your boat so you know, once you get used to those units and, and and figure out what you're seeing when you're doing that, uh, you you'll get better and better at it. Yeah, it's probably something I'm gonna do here in the next uh, next week or two whenever I get a chance to mess with it. Um, so with the chatterbait, is there anything that I didn't ask about or that we didn't talk about that you feel like needs to be covered or or did we? Yeah, promise? I mean, no, just. Just don't be afraid to, to, to chuck that thing in some grass. Uh, you know, some of the best areas that I know of that I that are real highly productive with the chatterbait are areas with grass and flats. Uh, anywhere you find uh, creek channels uh, that flow into the lake when you get out off the bank and it's just like a, a big flat of, of an area that's like on the TOC, I was fishing an area that was probably 250 yards long and 75 yards wide and it was all five foot deep you know it was just a big flat area those flat areas a lot of times they contain uh, uh stumps and rocks and just small areas that have a, a little bit of cover on them and those big large areas any type, type of cover that's that's separated and by itself will attract fish so yeah get on those flats with that chatterbait and when you're using it you know around grass uh, when i was fishing the championships up in the uh, lacrosse uh, I was throwing directly into the grass and just letting it go down as far as it would sink you know I was, I was only in about four foot five foot of water and then I would just give it a big yank man just yank it out of that grass and it'd come through the grass and it'd yank the grass off of it and when it cleared that grass edge I was catching fish that way so yeah just don't be afraid to throw it in those areas that are five foot or, uh, or less man use it as much as you can in those that shallow water because you can always get that chatterbait back so. Yeah, man, I I got some Christmas money, you know, you know, some pe- some people gave me some cash, you know, fifty bucks or so. You know, I might nice. have to go go pick up a couple of them. Go get you one, know. you will not yeah, it's regret ba- it. It's basically free at that point, right? You know, that's right, man. Why not spend it on something like that? Yeah, it it, will, it, it has totally changed uh, my style of fishing. I'll tell you that because I would have never thought that I would be. Uh, you know, I've won almost forty thousand dollars on a chander bait this year. That, that's crazy to think about. You yeah. know, and I throw other baits too, but those 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 baits are they're once you learn how to use them, they are money. They are they're they're money. Yeah, but see, here in a couple of years, you know, with you winning all that money on them, everybody's going to be throwing them, so you ain't going to be able to catch fish on them here in a couple of years. Going to have to find yeah. something else. <laughs> in, in a couple of years, there'll be something else comes out. I promise yeah. you. <laughs> I'm sure there will. It's like yeah. the year of the plop, man. You remember that year? Right? 
man, everything was hitting the ploppers, everything, everybody. And, I, and everybody's coming in, their shoulders were sore and all hushed up because they threw <laughs> that 130 plopper all day. I used to call that Dahlberg's disease. <laughs> this was actually yeah. my first year using a whopper plopper, and I fell in love with it this year. You know, I, oh. I caught so many fish off of it this year. And, They're, great. They're great. They're uh, great. All right, so, uh, yeah, I think we pretty much touched on everything, you know, jackhammer was, and I guess chatterbait was. Um, <laughs> so, something that I used to do that I haven't done in a while that I'd like to start doing again, if, if you don't mind. Uh, I, I used to ask with... Uh, Okay, if, if somebody is brand new to bass fishing and wanted to, want to go buy three baits, what three baits would you tell them to buy? Hmm. I'd buy a jig first. If you didn't buy anything else, buy a jig. Uh, a good, just a quarter ounce head, head, a light jig with a, you know, just a bass jig and, and with a, with a, 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 a crawdad chunk trailer mm-hmm. uh let's see second definitely buy a jackhammer i mean Gotta have that jackhammer there's the middle of your, of your of your water column it's it covers a lot of territory um my third one my third pick would probably be it'd be close between a, a spinner bait and a jerk bait all right i mean those those baits are no fail baits uh and jigs will catch you some of the biggest fish that you've ever caught in your life. Oh, my they, personal they, best is on a flipping jig. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yep. My personal best came this year off a of jackhammer, dude. <laughs> it was it was ten pounds, eight ounces. For whatever reason, the big ones like those jackhammers too. And and I just came from Florida. Me and uh, Corey Dreyer went down, and I caught a, in in like. An hour and ten minutes, I caught a five, a six, a seven, and a nine-two, all off a of jackhammer. Wow! Yeah, that is I had crazy. I had 104 inches in a little over an hour. That that is crazy. I <laughs> bet you wish you were fishing a tournament then. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish. But the all thing right. about Robin right now is, uh, they every four years they do a drawdown on Robin. So if anybody's listening, and they want to go catch a big bass. Every four years, they drop Rodman, uh, the water level in it, and it's a 12,000-acre reservoir. Right now, it's 4,000 acres, and there's about maybe 2,500 acres of it that's actually fishable. So the fish are just stacked up on top of each other. So, I mean, if you guys find yourself down in North Florida, uh, you know, below Jacksonville, about an hour there, around Ocala and that area, Rodman Reservoir is a place to be right now. Uh. Uh, are you sponsored by Z-Man yet? Because you should be. Yeah. <laughs> not yet, I'm not. You know, I keep waiting on that phone call, or, or maybe they're waiting on me to call them. I don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe. I might need to give them a call. might be worth it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I would definitely take that sponsorship <laughs> because I use all I of bet. them. I bet. <laughs> but you know I what? To this day, I've, I've never thrown a TRD. To this day, I've never thrown a TRD. My- and I don't. It's not that I don't like them, and it's not that I think they won't catch fish because I've seen all my buddies are they, you know they they whack them with them things, but I've just never thrown one. Yeah, my my personal best smallmouth, which you know it ain't saying much, but 
you know, it came off, off, a you know, Z-Man Ned rig. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was only like 17 and a half inches, That's but good. you know, yeah, I, 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 it, it was a fun fight, you know, that medium oh, light yeah. rod with six pound test. You know, that was a fun <laughs> yeah, fight. yeah. <laughs> it's all, uh, but yeah, one more question before we start wrapping this up. Um, okay. You know, to a brand new bass fisherman just getting into it, what's one piece of advice that you would give them? Never give up. Have patience. You know, when you get out there on the water, uh, you know, I don't go out every time and just absolutely murder the fish every time I go out. There's going to be times when it's it's you know it's slow or there's it's post frontal conditions and there's high blue sky. There's always you know something going on. Uh, there's going to be a time when you go out and you just need to have a positive attitude. A lot of it is right here. Mm-hmm. You know, keep a good positive attitude. Find a bait that you want to learn and stick with it. Don't jump from one bait to the next to the next to the next to the next and then say, oh, I can't fish. Because the more you use a bait, the more you're going to understand the intricacies of of that bait. You're going to understand how it moves in the water. And then when you get that first hit, you're going to say, aha, that's something right there. And you'll you'll get the feel for that bait. But try to gain as much confidence in uh, all the baits that you can. Uh, If somebody comes up and throws you a spinnerbait, you want to have the confidence. Hey, man, I can throw a spinnerbait. You know, uh, jerk bait. I know how to use a jerk bait. Try to get as much confidence in diff- all those baits as you can, but start with one. Get that confidence in one, and before you go to another one, you know, don't you know, don't give up on it. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of it. It's ninety percent. It's just mental attitude. You know, it's just it's all up here. I agree with that. I've I've actually had issues with that here lately, trying to figure out this winter fishing. You know, been pretty yeah. Pretty frustrating, you know, trying to... Wintertime's tough, dude. It's tough. Unless you have good electronics and you, and you really know and can really find the fish where they're grouped up, it's tough. But, you know, time on the water, mental attitude, confidence with the bait that you're throwing, those are probably the three top things, you know, I, I would suggest that you, that you try to, you know, overcome. Well, all right, man. Well, Mr. Queen, I appreciate yes, you coming on here and you know, sharing uh, all your knowledge about, you know, jackhammers and chatterbaits in general. And, uh, you know, I, I hope everybody's able to take this and, you know, uh, and I hope I'm able to take this and, you know, learn learn something from it and, you know, be able to start uh, catching some fish. You know, maybe you inspired I, – I, I know you inspired me to, you know, go spend a couple extra dollars on that jackhammer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be some other people that are going to be like, you know what? Let me let me go, let me go buy one or two and just see how it goes. You know. Well, man, I, I'll tell you, uh, I just want I want everybody to catch fish. I mean, it's just it's something that I love, and and what, the way I feel when I catch something like that, and it's personal best or just a bluegill, you know, it's just I'll, everybody should be able to 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 feel that. So, I mean, I hope I hope you uh, catch a ton of fish, and I don't mind sharing. I love to share uh, information because it helps you catch fish. So maybe one day I'll come to you and say, hey, man, how are you catching those fish? 
and hopefully you'll show me the same courtesy. <laughs> well, if if it ever comes to that, you know, I I help you out. I I don't I don't foresee that happening, but you never know, you know. <laughs> well, I hope it does. You know, here in the next couple of years, I might, you know, maybe I'll be like a stick, but I doubt it. But you know, three men, <laughs> hey, man, see, mental attitude, mental attitude. <laughs> Got to dream big, man. That's All right, right. Uh, you you want to give like a shout out real quick of you know social media and show sponsors and all that good stuff uh man i i would love to thank you uh yeah you know first of all they're not my sponsor but i i I appreciate z-man uh for for the products that they're putting out right now they're they're top of the line cutting edge uh also i'd like to uh, thank uh, torquedo which has been with me since pretty much the beginning i I start that i've started this journey uh i'd also like to thank um uh Fishing online, you know, uh, John and Brianne Harley, great people, man, great company. They're a small company that gets things done fast, and they're they're very efficient. They have uh, and great products. Um, you know, Rand, Land Cruiser Restorations. I know that sounds kind of weird, but uh, man, they they've been with me since I started this thing. They helped me out a lot uh, with some tournaments and stuff. And uh, James Shepard, if you ever get a chance, go over and check them out on LandCruisersRestoration.com. Um, who else am I missing here? Oh, Yak Attack, man. I mean, gosh, man, Yak Attack. Can't forget is, Yak Attack. Good yeah. Lord. I mean, I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I mean, you know how you know how it is. You got to have stuff on your yak, dude. I mean, anything that buttons up or spins or locks or holds a paddle or holds a net or <laughs> or, or even the net, it's the Yak Attack. You know, it is. It just is. They they put out great products and. You know the reason why they're as good as they do is because they they've been on it since the beginning too. I mean these companies that have been there, uh, they're the ones going to continue to excel in, in our market. So yeah, Yak Attack, you know, big kudos to those guys, man. They're great. Luther Shoppers, you know, John Hipsher, those guys, man. They are, they're great guys. Um, you want to shout out social media or you, you got Instagram or uh, yeah, you can follow my page at. Uh, uh, Jody Queen Pro Angler on Facebook. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Jody Queen Pro Angler. You can go over there and check out and see what I'm doing. That I don't have a lot of content on there right now, but I'm getting ready to uh, dump some more stuff on it. Uh, Jody Queen 8635 on on the on my Instagram. Yeah, just come over and give me a like and a you know thumbs up or something. And let me know that you you know that you like me. <laughs> show me some love but uh, uh, yeah yeah man i appreciate you having me on man i really enjoyed it yeah it's it's been a fun conversation real in, informative and everything so I, I appreciate you coming on again you know coming and talking to us little guys that here at paddle and finn Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I, I tell my buddies I learn something from everybody every time I go out. I don't care if you've been fishing six months or six, 60 years. I mean, it, there's always something to learn from somebody. I mean, always, you know, and having having the resources there to learn from, from somebody and not having to go through all the trial and error is just going to make you a better fisherman. So, you know, soak up all the information you can get, you know, and I'm free with it. And a lot of the guys in the kayak industry, like, you know, uh, Cody Milton, uh, Corey Dreyer, and, and those guys—they'll help you out any way they can too. You know, they're just—that's just who we are in the kayak industry, I guess. Yeah, everybody's been real cool that I've met. You know, I ain't got into the tournament scene yet, but I've heard that that is it's just the same. 
Yeah, great community. Yep. Yep. But uh, there you go, everybody. It's Mr. Jody Queen right there. Go follow him on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff. But uh, other than that, tight lines and smooth paddling. Peace out. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N in fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the recycled plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.